Welcome to CareerView. This is a podcast where we ask questions students want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Niruja Shamal, and each episode, I'll ask questions on behalf of students across the country, from secondary schools and universities, what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For this episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our CareerView website who are aspiring to become engineers. Now, to answer these questions, we have 26-year-old senior consultant, Vanessa Liu, who is a mechanical engineer by background, but works as a consultant across technology, strategy, and transformation for Deloitte, a global consulting firm. Now, Vanessa is a prime example of someone who has studied mechanical engineering, but not necessarily is in the typical role of a mechanical engineer. I am so glad to have her here. So let's get into it. Vanessa, it's so great to have you here. How's everything going? Pretty good. Um, quite busy lately, but kind of enjoying, you know, the ups and downs. And um, it's been busier, so that uh, it, it's definitely manageable at the moment. Very busy period indeed. I think it's for a lot of different people at this time of the year. But more importantly, really great to have you, despite how busy it is. And you know, before we get into our questions asked by students, uh, the first thing I wanted to know from yourself is. Um, the work you do today, did you ever imagine doing that from when you first started your career and journey as an engineer? No, absolutely not. I didn't end up being in, being in the role of an actual engineer. Um, but what I do like about my current role is that I still am able to apply a lot of the things I learned from engineering school. Um, a lot of problem solving stuff and kind of like really exciting for me. And I'm glad that I'm on the path that I am now. That's incredible. So jumping into our questions that we have for you, Vanessa, um, the first question that we have for you um, is how did you decide what field of engineering you wanted to pursue? Um, so I studied mechanical engineering at UWA. Um, so that was a undergrad in science and then a postgrad in um, mechanical engineering. I think the way that I got to MechEng is that um, I wanted to be a little bit more of a jack of all trades um, and I wasn't comfortable in specialising just yet. And what I heard about mechanical engineering is that you get to do a little bit of everything um, and then obviously if you want to you know, study even further, you can do that as well. Um, but I kind of like the variety and um, because we're in WA as well, um, I know that <laughs> mechanical engineers are quite popular in the mines. Um, and that seemed like a very realistic kind of career path for me at the time. So making it more broad for you was the main decision making. Where did you get that information from? Where did you hear that? And more importantly, when you studied it, was that the case? Uh, where I heard it from, I attended quite a few career fairs. Um, luckily, I had a family friend uh, who was a friend of my cousin's that was an engineer, um, who was a girl. And my dad made me talk to her when I was quite young to try and get a bit of insight. Um, other than that, uh, did a lot of reading, I suppose, on the internet, but nowhere really concrete, you know. I'm glad it's worked out. I'm glad it's worked out. So next question that we have for you, Vanessa, is um, how did you know that engineering was the right fit for you? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, once I got into the coursework of engineering, a lot of the physics components of it helped me understand how the world around me worked. And that was really interesting to me. I liked um, that component of engineering. Um, it was hard, I'll, I'll admit that. You know, I wasn't the best at maths at high school. Like, it wasn't my top subject. I was really worried about actually failing that one. Um, but I made it in the end and somehow made it through 
a lot of hard work definitely went into it. Um, and yeah, I guess when I looked at the coursework for chemical engineering or electrical, it seemed a little bit too specialised for me. And I wasn't crazy about electronics. I wasn't crazy about chemicals, I guess, in general. Um, but machinery and stuff like that, that was more apparent in our environment. So that's why I thought it was a bit more interesting. So was that something always of passion? Were you always passionate about those things? Or was engineering just a way to do a lot of different things? Um, I'm, I'm trying to understand, where did that first focus for engineering come into place for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. It's always been ingrained in me somehow like growing up I was very interested in science and the ways things worked um, I never really uh, gravitated towards business units or anything like that I was actually quite artsy as a kid as well um, so I in some aspects I guess like engineering drawings and stuff like that actually was quite interesting and um, finite element analysis and things like that make pretty you know pictures on on, on a program like that seemed interesting too Really good to know. Um, Very interesting as well. So next question that we have for you, Vanessa, is did you have a backup plan? Is there any point when you were studying engineering, like, okay, this is my backup plan in case it doesn't work out? Good question. I think I've always wanted to be kind of in the STEM world. So I'd say no, I didn't have a backup plan, but I knew with the kind of uni structure of, you know, having a bachelor's and then um, going into like actual engineering, like... With the bachelor's degree, at least that was kind of general. I was like, I'm sure I can at least get through this one. Um, so, no, I didn't have a backup plan. Yeah, no, that's good to know. I mean, that, that you were fairly confident with the fact that you are going to pursue STEM. Um, but what what draws you into STEM, apart from just being the passionate, finding it really interesting? You mentioned it was difficult as well. You put in a lot of hard work. I can't imagine it being all enjoyable. Or was it was it enjoyable? I think STEM was a big push as well when I was at school. I remember it like women in engineering being like quite a thing. I think there was a talk at school one time and I was like, I guess that would be kind of cool to do. And also I think an aspect of it was like engineers make a lot of money apparently. So mm. that was a enticing part of, of the career choice. No, and that's a study choice. Yeah. And it is something that many many people factor in terms of their decision making in mm-hmm. terms of a job and you know the money and the rewards that come with it as well, which I'm sure we'll explore a little bit later. Yeah. Um, next question that we have for you, Vanessa, is how can one prepare for university life studying engineering? And maybe you can share some of your insights of your experience studying engineering and how you kind of coped throughout all the ups and downs that you went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think to be very honest, I never thought I was very good at engineering. Um, from the get-go, like I said, maths was quite difficult for me. Like um, a lot of the principles, I even though I was interested in it, like the theory and actually the the technical part of it was was challenging to absorb. Maybe it's because I was like, you know, young twenties. Um, maybe I didn't have the right balance um, at the time. But I think reflecting on my younger self um, to Prepare for uni, I would suggest, you know, making sure that you allocate enough time during the week to your studies. doesn't matter how you want to do it. If you're a, you want to do it late at night, do that. Whatever works for you. There's no one right answer to how you should study. But I think also another aspect is making sure that you have the right people around you. Um, obviously, having a good team to work with is um, makes the work much easier. Much easier, yeah. And you can help each other with your 
That no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, and that's such a good point. Yep. I guess that's such a good point to have a good group of people with you. But probably just staying on that. If you had to look back in your time at university, was there anything you would do differently in terms of how you approach the study, um, how you would prepare? Um, is there any things you would have done differently to probably get more out of the whole university experience for studying engineering? I think I only figured out later in my study life that I enjoyed studying at night and I enjoyed um, studying at night in the library kind of like alone in the quiet space, Mm. right? Like I really needed to be in the zone to focus. So um, I would probably recommend kind of understanding what kind of study patterns work for you. Like you can't just sit down for four hours and smash out things. So some people can, but... um, Definitely try, like, not being too hard on yourself as well while Mm. you figure all that kind of stuff out. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are, like, quite new to that kind of structure because when you get to uni, no one's telling you that you have to go to class. No one is telling you that your assignment is due in a week. There's a lot of accountability that falls back on yourself. And I think that transition from high school to uni, um, because you have such a big break in between as well, it's easy to get complacent and um, easy to kind of slip. So as long as you stay on top of all kind of like admin stuff, um, uh, little habits like that go a long way. Wow, really good to know. Next question that we have for you is, how did you find a job once you graduated? Um, What was the process for you and Mm -hmm. what did you do? I just made sure that I got my applications in early. I got um, friends to review my uh, cover letters, find as many example resumes as you can, go on LinkedIn and just kind of scope out other people's profiles, what kind of words do they use, um, how do they position their, their um, resumes yeah. and, and structure it, you know, and mm. what kind of roles am I actually interested in? Yeah. I think for that part, it's a little bit hard because you're, you're still too young to pick a role, but at least you know, like, um, what kind of company you align with. I yeah. think that's important. For me, um, because... I guess I felt like I was doing a lot of it by myself. I kind of just went for the big mining companies, you know, the Rio's, the BHP's, um, I think I did BP, Shell, all those kinds of stuff. I, I figured, like, as since I'm studying engineering, I need to be in the field. So I was like, I need to either be in the mines or on an oil rig. So I did my uh, vacation work with BHP for two summers because um, I actually applied early the first time. Um, which I think is also another strong tip that I would give um, students. Like, apply as soon as you can. Do not delay it because the more the more experience you can get, um, like the clearer that path will will feel for you. Yeah. And like an internship isn't just about the company testing whether or not you're the right fit. It's also you testing whether or not this company is the right fit for you. So while I was actually waiting for my grad offer from BHP. Um, I wanted some extra money during winter, yeah. to be perfectly honest, yeah. uh, the winter break. So I went and did a shorter vacation time at Deloitte, which is only four weeks. So I was like, cool, like four weeks of work. And then I have a couple of weeks to hang out and just chill. Sure. Um, so that was like city based as opposed to BHP being, uh, my time at BHP being on site both times, mm-hmm. one FIFO and one residential. So I've, I gave it a red hot go, mm-hmm. uh, 12 weeks each. Um, but I ended up going with Deloitte after all. Wow. Taking uh, like a massive pay cut. But yeah. I think in hindsight, I kept telling myself, I was like, I, even though I, I enjoyed the mines, like I got along with everyone, the work was fine. But um, when I got to Deloitte, I think I learned a lot more about myself than I thought I would. Wow. And I saw kind of 
myself developing faster and better Mm -hmm. at Deloitte than I would have at BHP. That's absolutely incredible. And that's a direct result of what you just said in terms of applying as early as possible, trying a range of different things, and then seeing how does how do you feel and how do you react towards it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you ended up choosing Deloitte for those reasons is actually incredible. Yeah. yeah. There were actually, the team that I'm currently in at Deloitte is almost, I think a third of us are engineers. Wow. So while I was doing my vacation work, I actually like went for coffee catch-ups with each of these people and you know, asked them, like, why did you go um, to management consulting and not industry? Like, I'm at a crossroad right now as well. I need, I need some advice. Yeah. So I got a lot of um, the advice there. And basically, like, I think this management consulting job suits my personality a lot more. And um, I think the lifestyle change as well was huge. Um, being, you know, 22, 23, I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend the next four or five years on site uh, on a two-on-one rotation. Like, it I, it didn't, although I'd be, you know, making a lot of money, I was like, no point if I can't spend it or spend time with my family. Yeah. So that was a big factor for me. And I'm glad it's worked out so far. Uh, but as the next question that we have for you is, um, how different is working in an industry compared to your time studying engineering? And you're actually a very interesting case. You work in management consulting, which mm. isn't always, I mean, it is a typical pathway for engineers, but not something people typically associate in yep. terms of coming out of engineering. Yes. Yeah, very true. Um, my job currently as compared to studying, I would say way more fun and engaging I think the, the work is very similar in the sense that we do, you know, we we do a lot of group work. So it kind of feels like a group assignment um, at uni, except that everyone actually cares about the group assignment. And, um, you know, we, we pull in all the hours and everyone pulls their weight most of the time. Like, uh, in my experience, it's always been a great experience working with other Deloitte team members. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of resources available as well to us, so... We always feel supported, even though it's like maybe it's an area that I'm not familiar with. There's always going to be someone in the business who's done it before. And it's really easy to just send them a message like, hey, can we connect about this topic? I think at uni, when you're given an assignment, it's easy to feel lost, even though like you do have, um, I guess, like tutorials and workshops that you go to. Um, But I think the fact that everyone else around you gives a crap about the work as well and just the impact that that work is making to the organisation that you're working with, the client, um, that motivates you a lot more to want to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the fact that it's very similar to engineering in terms of the what you studied and the group work, but the difference is that people care, obviously, when you're working in the industry. But I still think that to some extent you building your behaviours and habits within the university is going to be a very important aspect in terms of how you want to work in the industry one day. And that's something that I, I truly believe in terms of the university life and, and working in industry, they have that similarity in terms mm-hmm. of how do you develop your behaviours there to come all the way into industry at some point. Yeah. Um, next question that we have for you, Vanessa, is what is the salary range when starting out and how far can it go? I mean, you've talked about already the fact that you took a massive pay cut mm-hmm. after deciding what you wanted to do. How much was that pay cut? And if you don't mind sharing some details around that for our listeners who really want to know that around your pathway, what does that look like for them and what is the trajectory from, from then on in terms of money? Absolutely. Um, I'll start off in the industry space, I guess. What I was expecting as a grad um, at BHP, doing a FIFO kind of um, 
uh, rotation, definitely at least six figures, uh, including that kind of relocation um, allowance or whatever you yeah. call it for, you know, kind of basically like a lifestyle allowance mm. because you're giving up that time with your family to yeah. be on site for that long. Um, so I, I didn't get an actual figure because I never got the contract. I, got turned, the I turned it down before I got the contract. Wow. It was all verbal. Yeah. Um, but I, I know that from like my current peers, kind of in the same age group in, in different lines, like in, in industry, definitely above six figures. Wow. Uh, when I started as a grad at Deloitte, it was 58. 58,000. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that was including super as well. So that's the, the I guess, the small downside of management consulting is that um, super is not on top of that amount. Mm. It's actually baked in. Baked so in. that means your actual is a little bit lower than that. Wow. Yeah. And Deloitte being one of the, one of the biggest one of the biggest management consulting companies in the world. I know. That was your starting point. I know. How did you react to that? How was that? Um, I think once I talked to enough people in, in the firm and I came to realise actually the development structure um, and pathways within um, my role, um, I was only expected to stay at grad for about uh, 18 months. Mm. Um, and... To me, I was like, oh, maybe this is kind of like a probation period, you know. I, I can I can spare 18 months to try it out. And then you go to consultant and then you get, um, I think I was at 75 at consultant. Um, currently, and then I think two years after that, I, came, I became a senior consultant, which I am now. Mm. Um, and a current, uh, my most recent pay review, um, I went up to 105. Mm. Wow. So in three years three and a bit years, I've kind of doubled that. Yeah. But I think the breadth of experience and um, knowledge that I've learned across, I don't know, the, the 10 or so projects that I've been able to be on and yeah. the people I've been able to meet and network with, like that is priceless. Wow. Um, I get to face off with C, the C-suite, CEOs, CIOs of um, our clients and, mm. you know, my firm trusts me to like lead those discussions Um and uh, interact with them directly, which which I appreciate the trust, and I think that's great. But you know, being able to network at that level when I'm so junior in the firm, yeah, um, yeah, that that was pretty priceless to me. Absolutely, and to know within the three years you've had such amazing progress, mm-hmm. even though it starts at a very, uh, let's say, a very low amount compared to what you were getting offers at other places. Mm-hmm. You still made a decision to go about it, and now getting this exposure, which would probably be invaluable. In, in the rest of your career, uh, yeah. anywhere you go. So. And I think definitely having the Deloitte name on my resume will be a, a huge leverage point for me if I decide to go into industry in future, if I, if I want to change careers or change pathways. Yeah. Just having that um, big four kind of backing and background um, that's really invaluable. So for people listening out there, it's that brand reputation you get with certain companies that can help you go above and beyond well down into your career. And then secondly, as you touched upon, Vanessa, just the fact that you realise what you want and the experiences sometimes outweigh really about the monetary value that you're getting at the end of the day, especially this early in your career. Next question that we have for you is, what keeps you motivated on the job? Mm. It's hard sometimes to find that motivation, but um, at the end of the day, it's not just about kind of what kind of impact our work makes. Um, I think for me, it's more about the personal connections that I'm making with my team, the client, like 
work aside, like I, I love collaboration. I love big brains working together. Like that gets me through the day and yeah. I want to be part of that kind of crowd. So, you know, to be able to upskill myself or make sure that I'm performing to the best of my ability so that I can kind of like play in that league almost, mm. um, bettering myself, developing myself all the time. Yeah. Um, and then also I think it's important to be developing the people in your team. So um, I enjoy doing a lot of kind of practice contribution stuff where we're trying to you know grow the culture, make sure that people are having fun, um, making sure that um, people are getting the right learning experiences as well and opportunities mm. to grow their skills or capabilities so um i think people is what makes me motivated amazing really good to know it's not just it's not so much about the work no no it's that it's just the people it's the people yeah it's the people very interesting last question that we have for you vanessa is would you consider doing anything different uh in the future or even now Mm. for now i think i'm really happy where i am um I think I alluded to the development structure at Deloitte before, you know, you get a coach and um, there's very open conversations around um, remuneration, the milestone um, date that you have where you want to go for a promotion, like you can accelerate or decelerate as much as you want in that space. I really appreciate that flexibility. So um, I enjoy what I do as a consultant, you know, like super interesting, super fun. The people that are involved are also super cool. So... I'm enjoying it. Really great to know, Vanessa. And that wraps up all our questions that we have for you. Thank you so much, as always. Um, you know, for our listeners who have more questions for Vanessa that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her, you can visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Vanessa's profile and you can email her with more questions as usual, uh, which I'm sure she's happy to answer when she can, even in a very busy schedule. But with every episode, you know, don't forget to submit your questions to our young professionals who've been there and done that and can share their experiences and hopefully help yours um final final thing from me is that if you had to give any words of advice for someone who's similar on that journey on that pathway what would you say to them in terms of entering this field and exploring career opportunities in this whole domain Mm, i think um the advice that i would give is definitely to go do an internship that's the only way that you can you know really figure out whether or not um engineering is right for you um, you might like the techie, techie stuff, you might not like going to site, you might not like doing designs. Um, it, there's so many facets of engineering and it will be hard to pick one, but I think the more people you are able to connect with you know, while you're doing your VAC work, um, you know, really be embedded in the team is the best way to find out. And I think really important not to be too hard on yourself. And if you think engineering is not for you, don't be afraid to switch paths. I'd probably recommend switching early so you don't waste too much time at uni. Um, but um, don't force yourself through it, I think. I think I did a little bit. And then once I got to Deloitte, I figured you don't need an engineering degree to do what I'm doing. But I still appreciate the skill set that I got through all the problem-solving work, um, all the maths and all the physics at school. So it's still applicable, but not compulsory. And I'm sure that you know, each individual person will be able to bring some sort of um, perspective from uh, other parts of their lives that might not be applicable to from from uni. Um, and so, you know, the, the breadth and the diversity of knowledge, um, don't take that for granted. I absolutely agree with you, Vanessa. Very, very valuable advice. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you.